truck drivers face challenges when finding a safe place to park, including limited spaces, time restrictions, safety concerns, and parking fees. The number of available parking spots is often insufficient, leading to lengthy searches. Time restrictions limit drivers' rest periods, and finding safe and secure parking can be difficult. In some areas, drivers must pay parking fees, which can also be costly. These challenges can compromise driver safety, as well as transportation industry efficiency and productivity. But can technology help solve this crisis? We'll find out in this episode of Loaded and Rolling. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling. I'm your host, Thomas Wasson. That first monologue was halfway courtesy of my chat GPT-3 assistant, Robo Thomas, who kindly assisted in developing the explanation why truck parking is important. But the problem was that I happened to only read it halfway. The robotic overlords that sounded like Skynet danced upon my head. It freaked me out. But we'll get it right eventually. It writes right now at the equivalent of a high schooler in an AP literature class. But on back onto trucking. For trucking, drivers need much more than being told why parking is important. They actually need places to park. So super excited today to be welcoming my next guest talking about technological opportunities to revolutionize this parking problem. Welcoming on Kaylin Cullen, trucking expert at Wayleader. Now they're a startup that uses allocation algorithms to make parking more efficient. Welcome Kaylin. Hi Thomas, how are you? Great to meet you. Doing pretty well. It's a wonderful day uh, over here in Tennessee. Unfortunately, the humidity is creeping up on us. So uh, right as soon as I walk back outside, it's going to get really crazy. But uh, talking about folks trying to find parking, dealing with weather and whatnot, um, for folks who aren't familiar with it or maybe just skimmed uh, a news article, what's the current situation with parking? Well, quote unquote, it's an epidemic at the moment and truck drivers trying to find parking spots anywhere and any place anywhere they can. And they're saying it's there's roughly 11 trucks for every parking spot in North America at the moment. So that's where Wayleader is stepping in to really help alleviate the problems at the moment. And currently uh, looking at the technology behind it, tell us a little bit about not only your experience and uh, what is Wayleader for folks who aren't familiar yeah, so Wayleader um, is over seven years old. We're the number one parking management software in the world. So we help parking operators and facilities streamline and automate parking facilities, making them more efficient and more effective and just making it easier uh, to use and operate with a better customer experience. Most parking lots are very old school and we are bringing them into a digital world and um, with smarter technology. And uh, we work across the board, all different types of parking lots from commercial offices to multifamily and residential locations and truck stop uh, parking lots and depots as well. Well, I feel like the the old school technology of parking was you simply find a spot and then hope it's not empty or taken or something's painted. What are some of the things you have uh, in the works that help folks figure out like where should I park or how do I know how many people are parking in a location without having someone just walk out there and you know count every few minutes? No, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we're so effective in this area because we um, use real-time occupancy. So we're able to show the driver on the day um, how many spaces are available at the location and provide them with a safe space to park at any one time. 
So we're able to see the true analytics um, and through smarter software if there is a parking spot for them. So they have comfort before they even step foot in the truck that they have a parking spot ready to go, saving them so much time and stress trying to look for a location. I know some apps uh, have tried and attempted to use it by uh, users who have the app or their location to figure out if a truck stop is full versus the occupancy. And then uh, one time I talked to a startup that does uh, on the back of their trucks, they have, um, what are they, uh, billboards. And so they figured out how to do the open rate by pinging off the vehicles and seeing uh, through cell signals. But if you're looking at it like for a parking lot, I'm assuming, would you have a giant pole or something that would kind of ping off cars? I've heard some folks put like pressure sensors in the parking lot even to try and figure it out. Yeah, and that's a great question. So we're able to integrate with all forms of already existing hardware. So the parking lot doesn't necessarily need to um, invest heavily in new hardware. We're able to integrate with what's already existing, whether it's a barrier system, um, a gate, um, an arm bar, um, cameras, and sensors, and we help with that as well. So we're able to keep um, real-time track of the occupancy through what already um already existing infrastructure. And I noticed you said you worked on uh, worked with truck stops as well as residential and commercial. What's one of the biggest challenges when, you know, imagine I have a, a giant apartment complex. Well, maybe I need to worry about the civilian, you know, smaller cars coming in. What are some of the things with a truck stop you have to deal with or take into consideration that's different than the normal, uh, you know, smaller four-wheeled vehicles? Yeah, of course, absolutely. And it is a challenge in itself because it's such a different beast altogether. You know, there's only over 4 million trucks um, on the roads in North America at the moment. So how do you basically have all your analytics around that? So um, how we help in that sense is the reservation system. So if a place is too full, like it's at 100% occupied, the driver won't be able to um, get into that location necessarily and will be guided into a new safer location as well. So they're not guessing, they're not um, they're not left into the abyss whether they have a parking spot or not. That's one of the challenges that people were coming to us the whole time that the parking lot was 100% occupied, but we're getting 30 people, 30 trucks at the front door. And we give them a system that they can be safely guided into another location, another direction, or another one of their facilities nearby. I kind of that wonder this could be happening. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, the middle of the night. Sorry, I was thinking out loud here because I can imagine a distribution center. So a lot of times you have to check in at a gate and then, you know, you have folks who are parked inside a bay and then you have folks who are at an off lot. Is that something that your technology can help out with at least so you can figure out, okay, I've got this many trucks came in, they signed in as this, they're currently at the off lot, but I need to get them inside this dock. Is that kind of a potential feature in terms of commercial applications of the parking technology, kind of like a form of air traffic control? 100%. And that's how we act as well. A layer of traffic control in a smarter sense. And so we're able to show how many trucks are going through as well. And again, as I said, like trying to guide them into a better location and really optimized um, space. So maybe a location down the road doesn't have 100% occupancy, but we're able to guide them there. So you were able to keep the, the show on the road, so to speak, um, to the safer location. 
And I got a curious question here. I think I saw a uh, interview with one of your folks on Sky News talking about uh, pandemic-related uh, parking and traffic trends. I think currently occupancy rates in some cities are even at like a little over 50% in some places. Is there an opportunity if I have a truck or maybe I drop my trailer off that I could park in a car lot if no one else happens to be using it? Yeah, absolutely. I, what, what's beautiful about what we do here at Way Leader is our solutions are so flexible that if someone has a parking lot and seven, and it's usually for cars, they can cut off a particular zone and just have that as a truck stop zone only. And through our smart software, we're able to guide and direct and wayfind the truck into that exact spot. So they're not parking in someone else's residential location or residential or reserve spot or an office spot. They're guided exactly into the truck stop zone of that particular lot. And is it a app based? So let's say I'm a driver and I'm using, uh, I'm trying to figure out where I can park. I'm assuming I just download an app and then it tells me, hey, you're part, you know, you're spot five in this parking lot full of like 50 spots and then it guides you in. Exactly. Yeah. So it's an app and then we're able to integrate with websites um, and we have our own online platform as well. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of out loud here. I've got some crazy ideas because I feel like truck parking is an issue. Private companies provide for it. And the problem is not a lot of trucking companies other than your terminal, you know, just have a lot of parking spots. So is there the potential to have VIP, uh, even more exclusive ones for companies? They partner up with uh, Wayleader and then you can figure out how to monetize parking more. Just for example, a pilot, a travel center, a TA, and a few others, they only have a small portion of their spots reserved. And very often their staff can't even figure out who's the who's parked in the reserve spots or not, unless they just knock on the doors. Yeah, 100%, Thomas, you know your stuff. Uh, that's exactly the problem that we've solved there is creating fleet block bookings for particular companies who want to reserve, as I said, um, a particular spot in a parking lot whether it could be a travel centers or somewhere like that, where they have five to 10 spaces purely for the VIPs, uh, for frequent flyers that always are guaranteed a spot. So we're through our algorithm able to allocate um, priority for the frequent flyers or the people that are always coming into the gate. So I could theoretically... Was the yeah, 5,000 5, trucks. I'm curious here. This is really fascinating stuff. I had 5,000 trucks and I made a deal with Loves or something. And I told them, can you give me five free spots and every, you know, five paid for spots VIP in every one of your locations? Then Wayleader, let's say I have 11 drivers, it can dictate and show them, okay, you can't go to the first two, but I'm saving you a spot in the third one this far down the road. You're going to have to make a ride at whatso exit. Exactly. And we can keep that spot through our algorithm for them and allocate them exactly to it. So partnering up with um, some of North America's um, largest truck stop companies is what we're doing at the moment and making that type of system and the priority booking, the VIP booking so much easier, so much uh, more effective and efficient. Um, so they don't have to guide them into, they don't have to hold their hand walking them into the parking spot. You know, we do that through our technology and wayfinding capabilities. Have you ever been uh, able to partner with uh, distribution centers or large manufacturers? I feel like that's a great spot because a lot of times you have to deal with a guard house. But if you can automate it where you just check in, scan in, and then your GPS automatically tells you, please go to backup lot or please go into dock three. I feel like you can automate the whole thing and, you know, save a lot of time. Yeah, 100%. And what we're seeing now is not just time. 
Um, it's money as well from, in a sense, um, security is basically making their life a lot easier and making it, they have to basically scan the app and they'll be directed exactly into the dock, into the loading bay. Um, and we we work with a lot of manufacturing plants as well that do the similar situations as well. Linking up with that, uh, working with manufacturers, even truck stops, what were some of the surprises or challenges you found out? Because I know that all these various different companies, being a broker and um, working in trucking, their tech stack can either be from the 1980s and uh, <laughs> running off of a potato or something, or it could actually be good enough to integrate uh, you know, API connections and such. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we have an open API, so we're able to integrate with already existing systems. But... The issue, as you can imagine, as you said, uh, sometimes you have to work with the older school systems and that is quite tricky. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it does get tricky um, and trying to convert people from older systems to newer, smarter, more digital systems. Because um, sometimes when people are stuck in the old way, a bit of change is hard, but inevitably it leads to a better end result for everybody. So it's just trying to and uh, make sure the pro the process is as seamless for people as possible. So we work like ninjas in the background doing all the heavy lifting. So nothing has to change or stop. And we just work in the background helping um, and just making sure that the change doesn't dis uh, dis disrupt their life in a sense. I feel like That's when I... One of the major... Yeah, it's the best part. Startup stories are always amazing, though. You know, you all been around for seven years. Uh, I came from a startup called AI Fleet out of Austin, and uh, we were doing algorithm for route planning. And uh, I'm curious what your startup story was. Ours was we kept asking people, hey, we'll pay to use this stuff. And they thought, well, I'm, I'm pretty good in my ways. I can pick loads better. And uh, they didn't understand that it went through about like a million loads in 60 seconds. So what was, uh, tell us about how the company was founded or, it, you know, some of the, any cool founder stories and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. So um, our founder, Gareth um, Flower, he was driving around after he just bought a new car and he was looking for a parking spot um, in a busy urban area and couldn't find a spot. So what he did was he parked in someone's front garden and asked uh, and gave them a bunch of flowers to park in their front garden. And therefore, then the idea dawned on him, him that parking is really hard to find. And how can we start finding parking? And in a sense, put a thousand parking spots in someone's pocket. So we started off small, um, working with commercial small businesses and um, trying to help their employees find parking. And now we work with some of the biggest companies in the world um, across the globe in over 26 countries um, and in seven different languages. Um, and now we're across the board, across all parking lots, again, from commercial offices, multifamily trucking depots as well. So the trucking depot has come into our arsenal in the last uh, last eight, nine months because the problem is getting out of hand and we were approached to help fix the problem and come up with a solution, which we did, um, and basically make it safer and easier for truckers to find a parking spot. And being like what we do with yeah. the building. Being international, is there any difference? I know, if, even if you look at trucking between Europe and North America, the trucks are even different. I mean, I look at Euro Truck Simulator, the cabs are like the old school 80s where they fold down. Uh, were there any challenges or anything that you found out dealing with either from a North American or an international standpoint that kind of were surprising? To be honest, um, not so much. Um, I'm from Ireland, so I already had a gauge of the European market already um, and where the truck stop industry is. Obviously, there is a few issues, whether it's payment processing 
or just uh, priority booking across different countries. So some countries, um, you're going from France to Germany, let's say. So you'd be having different systems and different um, data issues there. But other than that, it's pretty much the same thing, getting a, tri- a, a truck driver safely to their spot. Um, it's a lot more effective and more efficient across North America. I'll tell you that for sure. That's what I was curious about because I always wondered, um, you know, given space constraints and such, Europeans uh, may have harder time getting the zoning for certain areas to be designated as truck stops. I know in the U.S. in the middle of the country, but parts of like L.A. and major metros, there's a major issue because you want to build more truck stops. If you go to Los Angeles, there's literally, uh, I think right in the middle of it, there's a TA and a Petro and that's it. (laughs) Like 50 miles and they just throw you on the edges and you're like a two and a half hour drive. Um, what's the future look like here? Working on the algorithm and such, building this ability, um, you know, what are some cool things you all are looking to expand into or that you're working on? Fantastic. And the future is exciting. It really is because this problem spans all across North America at the moment. Um, and for us, coming up with the solution is what we wanted to do. And now how can we affect as many people as possible? Um, from working with the actual truck and uh, the personalization for the truck driver and the actual location as well from uh, the big players in the game and just making their operations a lot easier and streamline the operation and bringing in the smaller players as well and giving them an opportunity to um, have more flow and easier to find for the smaller companies as well that like the mom and pop type of uh, style uh, truck stop uh, locations you know and try and get them on board as well and really Rising uh, tides bring up the ho- all the uh, trucks, so to speak, you know, and get everyone up to a good level and everyone's getting u- um, optimized. All the space are being used and optimized to as much as possible. That's the future where we see it. Oh, that's what I was curious about because our biggest problem is many visibility is a big issue. Uh, these smaller mom and pop places, parts of the Northeast, even geographically, are certain areas where you, there's maybe five or seven spots for a truck to park, but you just have no idea. You're stuck having to call about 15 places because there's not really a one-stop shop to figure out the, the parking situation. Now, there's some apps called like, you know, Trucker Path and other things, but that's not accurate in the sense that you have an actual number, it just uses an amount, you know, an estimate, kind of like a weather report. Uh, I've had drivers use it and they complain. They said, well, Trucker Pat said it was empty. And I told them, well, you need to pay $15 for a spot. But I mean, is that kind of one of the things where getting these smaller mom and pops to join on on it? Um, is it a legacy systems kind of issue? Is it a visibility thing? Are many of them just not thinking about it or even trying to monetize it? I think it ties back to what I was saying about the legacy systems, you know, to embrace change is going to be, is one of the hardest things for anyone in business. Um, But when it comes to making areas smarter, like trucks are going to be in a year to two years, completely different ball games to what they are now. They're going to be smarter and the GPSs as well in onboarding computers, everything like that. So we have to work with the mom and pops uh, locations as well to get them on board and just direct traffic to them as well and get them on from, and some of them are, don't take payments, like online payments, so to speak, to try and get them online, to try and push revenue for them and really optimize their lots. Uh, But yeah, it's the legacy systems for the smaller locations, but we hope to act as that layer for the older style to bring them into the digital world to compete with the bigger players, you know? Thinking ahead, 
automated trucks, a lot of times people are talking about a modified hub and spoke, kind of like LTL, but for, um, you know, automated tractors, they're oftentimes going to have to go to a spot and then switch loads, go to a spot, either recharge or switch, uh, you know, uh, vehicles. Is that something where partnering up, have y'all considered partnering with some of the autonomous truck makers or even the electric truck makers? Because I know there's got to be a lot of problems where you either need your autonomous truck to park in a certain spot and drop a trailer there for another one to pick up, so traffic control, or maybe you need to have it charge at a specific location so that way it's ready for uh, the next day, but you want to make sure that all your electric trucks, they're rotating out. Yeah, and that's that's a great point as well. So we work um, and do EV charging, rotation, and allocation as well in the commercial office and residential space. Now, it hasn't quite taken off in the truck stop world yet, but when it does, we are ready for that infrastructure that is going to be built there. So someone doesn't park their truck in an EV zone all day when they don't need that charge. They can um, just park up for two hours. They can get their allocated space and time and move on and keep the show on the road for the other trucks to stop the chaos that could potentially ensue from that. But um, yeah, so we're able to allocate them space in the EV charge world. Uh, we are playing around the autonomous idea at the moment as well. I think we're a, a good while away, but we're an innovative and proactive uh, company. You know, we've, we're the number one park management software in the world because of our innovative thinking. Um, so we can help with that switch over and help the locations with the autonomous side and the and the EV charging side for sure. That's what I feel like a lot of uh, folks are sleeping on. I see, I talked to some autonomous vehicle makers, you know, everyone's concerned about the hardware. They want to make sure the software and the routing, but usually when it comes to parking, they think, okay, well, here's this location. I'll buy some land. Here's some spots. We'll figure it out. I don't think many of them thought of like, the planning that goes behind where you can optimally park and make sure that you're, you know, utilizing your tractors. Because I can only imagine an autonomous truck that parks in the wrong spot. And some of them use geolocations. And so, uh, you know, it's going to, you may have some issues where they, they potentially uh, double park themselves if you don't get the right information going out. No, absolutely. And one of the issues that we have solved, and we did it in the commercial and office space, was poor parking management. Like, how do you stop people from parking poorly? And that's an honor system and kind of, and um, we have a feature called nudge that messages the driver to say, please move your car or you've left your lights on or you have left your door open, anything like that to notify the driver of poor parking behavior. And um, so we can stay in constant communication with the truck stop driver if they have double parked and they'll get warnings to let them know um, and messages from our uh, software to say you've parked poorly, please move your truck. Um, and that's how you're able to stop poor parking behavior, get more out of your lot, you know, and the smarter the likes of GPS gets this and um, how the trucks are getting smarter as well, you're able to put them in the exact spot they've been allocated off with no margin for error, not even an inch. So that's hopefully where we'll get to now. That's where we see it in the future, you know, get as many packed in and occupied as possible. I, I'm deeply fearful when Chattanooga parking comes up with that. Uh, I figured out I was out at a place earlier and there was poor parking management. The vehicles blocked the parking spot, the entrances, because they wanted to get in. I can only imagine so eventually via APIs, you can nudge them and say, hey, please move, please move. And the next thing you know, boom, $30 surcharge for not moving. Uh, I'm both excited and frightened at the same time. 
Thomas, you're right there. So that's that's completely up to the operator, you know. So if they wanna if they wanna make the move, and um, because their details are already through their phone, they'll be able to charge and be like, "You're about to get fired. Please move your car, you know, or move your truck. You've got 30 seconds, you know." So that really puts a bit of, as they say, fear into them to move, you know, and really park um, nicely the next time. Let's say. We're, like, we're making a better world, sir. If folks want to learn more, uh, Kalen, appreciate you coming on the show as well. If folks want more about, uh, you know, Way Leader, sign up, check it out. What's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, you can contact us through our website, wayleader.com, um, and then all the social media channels, um, Twitter, Instagram, um, and LinkedIn as well. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to see what y'all are coming up with next. As long as I park in the right spot, I should be safe. Exactly. You won't hear from me. Cheers, Thomas. Appreciate it. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thanks again. That's going to be a wrap for this show, but you can catch us live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. If you missed this, if you didn't watch it live, we're on Apple and Spotify. You can check it out at tv.freightwaves.com under Loaded and Rolling. We also have a newsletter. You want to check it out? Freightwaves.com slash Loaded and Rolling comes out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I know I didn't sync the dates, but we're trying here. Uh, and that has things around the world of trucking as well as cool stuff about tech and data. It's going to be a wrap for this show, but an absolute pleasure. Join us next week. We'll do it live.